welcome to the conversation. <laughs> hey, Les McCurdy here, McCurdy's Comedy Theater and Humor Institute, Sarasota, Bradenton, Florida. This is our podcast, The Conversation. It is just a conversation with some comics and friends, and it's all comics today. And, uh, and we normally, normally, but there's nothing normal about normal now. Normally, we would be in the green room. There would be a show going on in the showroom, and we would, you, the conversation would be what happened, what our natural conversation in the green room while there's a show going on. Uh, but uh, we are now sitting in an empty showroom. Uh, it's, it's newly repainted, by God, um, but, uh, but we're sitting in, in the showroom. We are, we are uh, doing all the CDC-required uh, uh, things. We are, we are at least six feet apart. Uh, anybody wants to wear a mask can. We got hand sanitizer. We got all that stuff. Uh, and, um, and we're just going to sit here and chat here. Uh, so I'm going to go around the room and let everybody introduce themselves uh, and maybe say a little bit about who they are uh, just so you get their voice and then we'll just start talking. Uh, Hello, Johnny Hobbs here and uh, my second time doing this. Uh, came here a few weeks ago, uh, but regularly here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. And uh, happy to be here and say hello to everybody and over to Drew. Hello, I'm Drew Slaughter. Uh, most of the time you see me at McCurdy's, I am usually seating people. I'm sometimes <laughs> up hosting and uh, it's a great place to be and I'll pass this on over to Gino. Hey, Gino the garbage man in the flesh, baby. <laughs> all I need to say, garbage business. <laughs> <laughs> so... Johnny works for us in other ways. He, he runs our customer rewards department here. Drew helps out whenever we ask him to, he'll, he's pretty much will step in and help us whatever we need, except, except fry cook. I don't think he wants to do that. No. And, uh, and uh, bo both talented comedians, been around for a long time. Gino also has uh, been with us for a while. And uh, I think everybody, I think all you guys did the, did the comedy boot camp at some point in time yeah, didn't you yeah. Once, yeah. Yep. yeah i think so everybody started here right yeah i yeah. think so yeah. and then uh and uh, uh and you know this and we've we talked about this year and it might not happen until next year now uh that we that uh uh gino mostly features for us as you two guys do we're talking about actually trying a one-nighter maybe of closing gino uh, uh, because he's starting to build a, a, a bit of a following, or at least we, we think you might be, just by people coming up and asking me, you know, when I'm out and about, it's, it's, it's wild to, it, when people come up and they, they, they'll ask about a couple of big-name celebrities, you know. Hey, you got D.L. Hughley coming back, you got Rob Snyder, you got, you know, Ryan Hamilton. When's that garbage guy coming back? You know, and uh, but they, it's just uh, that that whole uh, that whole hook. And we talked about that early on. You know, having any kind of something that makes them remember who you are. You know, I mean, they could just as much in, enjoy Johnny's show or Drew's show, but you're Johnny and Drew, and it's just that guy. But yeah. when you're the garbage guy, you are the garbage guy, you know. Yeah. And you get you get people where you actually run because Gino still runs a route. You get out there and run that come out and go, "Oh my God, <laughs> Gino is really getting my damn garbage!" Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, it's it's really humbling when that happens. You know? That's cool. They come out and they be like, 
You're the, you're the garbage man. I'd be like, yeah, that's me. Oh, you're so fucking funny. Can I go get you something to drink? Well, sure. <laughs> right. You can. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's, they're they're it's just real humbling. It, it's 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 wild how people just think that when you're uh, that when they see you in a in a you know a nice comedy club like here in a full room and you just go up and kick ass that you're making so much money yeah you know right. that we all as artists make so much money when we're just just at any pro level mm-hmm. that the fact that you would be working another job another day i was over uh, i finally decided to plant uh this time of year i'd plant flowers all in my garden i put everything out there and i plant a bunch i mean i i plant over a hundred <laughs> and uh, a lot so i went over to the nursery which by the way that was one good thing with the coronavirus Annuals were a buck a piece, one dollar, baby, <laughs> for a hundred bucks. I walked out of there with a lot of freaking flowers and stuff. I got them all over the place. But I'm in there, and a lady, she's got a mask on and everything, and I got my mask on. You know, so you only see the eyes, and she's like, and lots of times I'll, I'll, it's because I'm saying something, and they'll hear the voice, yeah. you know, and they'll go, she's like, Les McCurdy. I'm like, yeah. She goes. You're buying flowers at the nursery. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be planting them by myself here soon, too. Yeah. You know, they just think, you don't have a landscaper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't have a landscaper. This week, I'm the landscaper. <laughs> I am always yeah. the landscaper. I'm always the landscaper. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Absolutely. When you're, when you're out uh, doing garbage right now, is there any difference at all that's noticeable during this during this uh past yeah. month yeah it's a big difference it's what's a, the big difference uh the biggest difference is the it's more garbage out right now it's more it's way more garbage out right now than we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it's, is he it's, close enough to the microphone? Oh, he's fine. Yeah, I got Oh, okay. It's far more garbage out now than we ever deal with. And like I, you know, like I was listening to Hobbs them and, and Mike and how they were saying like they're in the house and things like that. We're actually, we're seeing everything. You know what I mean? We're seeing people scared. We're seeing people talking to us about them wanting to go back to work we're seeing little kids out in the yard playing and they got masks on it's 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 so crazy out there right now that it's to the point now where i don't even i don't even take like when they come out and give us tips i have a a box in the truck now with me so when they give us the tip i put the i take the tip and put it in the box right you know what i mean and i don't it's like when they come in with the tip, it's like I'm scared, like, yeah. should I take this money or right. you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's it's so it's so crazy out there right now that we're used to getting drinks, we're used to getting tips and everything. So we're out there one day, we're getting tips, and I see this like Chinese, like Asian looking dude. He has them he has the mask on, he has everything. So we just dumped this can, so we're like two houses down. And he's coming out with like a bag like a Walmart bag, but he has drinks in the bag. So usually when he walk up to me, I'd be like, okay, here you go, thanks, man. Appreciate you, we'll start taking his can back. 
But when I seen him coming with the bag, I told my helper, I was like, hey, get the bag from him. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm scared. You know what I mean? I'm scared to touch the bag. I'm like, yeah, hey, yo, get the bag. But if he gets the bag and yeah, has the yeah, coronavirus on him, you're with yeah. him all day. But if he gets the bag, I, all I got to do is keep my mask on. I ain't got to talk to him when we in the truck. Yeah, he's expendable. So it's don't got real. It's I mean, trust me. It's I'm, everywhere, man. It's I'm not everywhere. really. I'm scared of coronavirus. I respect it. But at the same time, it does a lot on your mind when you're actually out there every day seeing it. See, my wife, she's been buying Gatorade for at least six months and giving it to the garbage man every week. So less than $4 a week, they take my trash bag back to my house. Yeah. I, that's and a And that's another right there. difference I've been seeing. A lot of people, like most of our tips come around like from Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Holidays. But, but are they, lately, are they booming up everybody bit, yeah. had just been... You know what I mean? Because and and it's scary because they don't really know that much about the disease. They're learning more about it now. You know what I mean? You're seeing people walking with a mask. Oh, it might be airborne. But when we're dumping the garbage cans, we're seeing gloves. We're seeing everything. You know what I mean? So it's like. So everything everything you're dumping out of that garbage could be contaminated. Could be contaminated. Yeah, everything. Even they say the even they say the um. The boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know kind of I me. Mean? Yeah. So usually we wear just gloves, but now I have, I have like four pair of gloves on. I have like, <laughs> I have like the regular gloves on, and under my gloves I have like the, the like the the rubber surgical gloves right. that they wear. Right. The surgery gloves. I have those under my gloves. You know what I mean? Right. So when I take those gloves, when I when I get in the truck, I take the first. The first hand off to drive with the other girl. Do you wear long sleeves and long long sleeves? Long sleeves but long I always pants. wore long sleeves. You always sleeves. did anyway. Yeah, I always yeah. wore long. Yeah. Brownies don't like to get like real dark. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we already brown. You know, y'all like to be in the sun, get y'all nice tan. Us, we gonna look like a bean pie. So I like to, you know, I, I like to stay with my color. I don't like to be extra crispy. You know what I mean? So I always. So wear I long guess sleeves. this is the part of the show where we we have uh, exposed that Gino is African-American. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But, well. It's scary, it's, though. It, it's, it's, it's wild, scary. man. It's scary. It's, it's scary. Wild. I mean, when, when you hear about all the people dying, you know, I was like, the way they're saying people dying, it's like we should see this all over the streets. But at the same time, what we are seeing is how, the, how society is reacting to it for real. Little kids is outside with masks on. You know what I mean? When I, me, like, like, like my kids right now, they're not allowed to participate in like basketball or anything like that. Right. I don't allow them. I'm, the, I'm actually the only one that's really allowed to leave the house. Right. You know what I mean? Because of my essential work, I'm allowed to leave the house. Right. We, I, I took them. We have went like grocery shopping and things like but that. But your wife's a nurse. Together, is she still yeah. nursing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in a nurse, is she still at the nursing home? Right, right, right. Wow. No, she's not at the nursing oh, home. She's not there anymore. No, no. Okay. She was doing. She was working part time. But when this, when this thing came, she was like, you know, I don't have to go out on call. Or, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, it's something that you don't, you don't want to bring home to your kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you know, I know for us, it's it's, uh, you know, I, I think, it, and we've talked about it. It's it's that 
you know, I think all of us sit here and go, okay, if I got the virus, I think I could survive it. I mean, in our minds, mm -hmm. we go, even though I'm 64 years old, but I go, I'm fit. You know, I feel like I feel I don't feel that I don't feel super vulnerable to it, even though I know it could kick anybody's ass. Yeah. Uh, but my sister-in-law, Kay, who's who's over at our house with us right now, you know, and she's she lives in Lakeland and goes back and forth. Now, Kay is around. She She's around us and she's around her son and daughter, you know, that. Right. Poor family group. But we talked about early on. Kay would be very vulnerable to this. Mm -hmm. My sister, Keith, in Tennessee, she has diabetes. She would be very vulnerable. And that's where you go, what you have to be extra careful is for them. Yeah. And you know, is right. them. That's scary right. in itself. It's You know what I mean? Yes. It's like you might kill somebody else on accident. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's you right. You might not even, even know you have it, and you're you passing freak it. That's out exactly right. That's but, a, that's you know. the, I think that's the scariest thing for me. Like, right. I, we, like we have it side up at the house. Like, when, I'm, when I come home, the garage door is up, right? So when I walk into the house, I got a dresser in the garage. So when I walk into the house, the first thing I do is once I once I take off my shirt, I, I I got alcohol on the dresser. I put alcohol all over my arms. You know what I mean, and my face. Like tequila, you know or just like not not, not, <laughs> not, 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 not <laughs> And then when I actually do go in the house, I go to the to the uh, uh, to the kitchen, and we have like we have a bleach bottle. And we have like this detergent. I put the bleach in my hand and the bottle, and do the same thing again. Procedure. And then I go take a shower, and then I, I then I, I hang around. I talk to my my wife and my kids. You like that. bleach your skin. Everything. <laughs> That's oh, how you become everything. Everything. That's the MJ everything. technique. It's great. That's a little. You know, uh, 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 this was a little everything off it. But um, years ago, me and my good buddy Ken's sons got poison ivy, and some Boy Scout thing. You okay. know what I mean? Uh -huh. And we come home, and I don't know. We were. I don't know, 12 or yeah. 11 or 12 years old. And Ken's mom goes, bleach, bleach. Well, let me tell you something. Bleach will completely sca scab up poison ivy. It will. Okay. Now, let me tell you the other thing is, it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> when you say. put poison <laughs> ivy, be some you pain put bleach on poison ivy, you might as well put a blowtorch yeah. on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it gets it. You yeah. know, there's a little scarring involved. Right. Point, it like, works. I'll take, I'll take the poison ivy. <laughs> yeah. Can I have the poison ivy back, please? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's do, crazy. Do you think that with people, like, overwashing and, for instance, like like you're doing, like bleaching, do you think our immune system is going to be more compromised? Because I, I know, like, for instance, Febreze, or not Febreze, uh, Lysol, like, yeah. kills your immune system. Well, we, you we know, they, breathe that shit in. And well, stuff. they talked about years ago, there was, there was uh, some studies that came out just when uh, um, the antibacterial gels it's came out. It fucks up out. the flora on your well, that, skin. Yes, that uh, using it too much uh -huh. can yeah. be unhealthy yep. for you, uh -huh. you know. But, of course, we're in a situation where you're damned if you do and you're damned if right. you don't. Right, yeah. And I think this is the cleanest I've been in years. No <laughs> oh, kidding, man. Oh, we were right. some dirty fuckers. Yeah, so I'm, yeah I mean, it's clean. Because I probably wash my hands when I can't remember the last time I washed my hands. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I yeah. touched anything, but I'm going to make sure I wash my hands again. Yeah. I was looking at the water bill today. I was a couple of days ago. I told the kids, 
think y'all got his y'all showers was like five ten <laughs> minutes now this 30 40 minute shower <laughs> yeah. needs to stop y'all yeah. not even leaving the house and you take no, they're just taking shower. a break but that's another right. issue too it's a vacation the, in the uh, shower the garbage situation like more people garbage a friend of mine works at, for wastewater treatment and their usage is oh, like through, through the roof, the roof yeah. man yeah. you know just well, there's more garbage because more people is they're cleaning out their houses they're cleaning their houses yeah. so much stuff is like People are actually remodeling their yards, like yard waste and garbage is actually, all of our trucks is a- actually going, like going to the dump twice on yard waste days. Wow. wow. You know I've I seen mean? a lot of that in my neighborhood too. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, we're we doing, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were saying it, man. I got, I go, I, every drawer in my freaking house, I can tell you exactly what's in yeah. it now. We went Pam and I have gone through and done that. We did the shed today. I mean, you're almost out just of shit pe- to do. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Just piece by piece, everybody, you know, which is all a positive kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I hadn't thought about on that on the end of just garbage in its. And if you're saying it here, it, you know that in big, big cities, oh. it's got to be uh, insane. Did you see yeah. New York? No. Oh my God! I wish, I wish they had a screen so I could, so I could show you this. Um, now, are you guys getting like hazard pay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. I figured. I wish we had. I wish we had a screen up so I could show you what this one looked like. So you're getting hazard pay plus tips. Hazard no pay. No wonder you drive a Cadillac. Hey, <laughs> uh, know. that's that's my wife's on right there. That's right. This, this he's got a actually, he's got a Benz. This is actually what they're dealing with in New York. Oh, good lord! Now oh, what's that a picture of? What are we looking at? Here. Wow. 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 This is what they're dealing with. Could you imagine a garbage strike right now? Like yeah. That would be yeah. fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, not a garbage strike, but I thought about this with Gene. With, you, with Gina. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, just Damn. say that, just say that through this, that all of a sudden uh, 25% of your garbage uh, guys get the virus along the way. And yeah. I, so all of a sudden, you've lost 25% of your workforce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's that's the thing with any of this, you right. know, how it goes out of control. I mean, New York City's all I remember when uh we took Taylor up there when she was uh uh I think when she turned twenty one, we took her up there. And that was the thing that blew her away walking around New York. This is just the smells? No. Oh. The garbage. Oh. Literally walking down streets. Not you know, nice sections of New York. Right. Walking down streets. And literally just seeing black garbage bags on the side of the street stacked up four or five high, you know, just, I mean, just out for, for like half a block and the other half, I mean, everywhere you go. And that's just normal New York. That's yeah. just normal yeah. every that's day. Worse, what the man. fuck New York, mm-hmm. you know, the amount yeah. of garbage that is produced there and just put out in garbage bags right on the street every freaking day that is can't be good massive and, and yeah. everything is shut down because remind me we monday wednesday monday wednesday and thursday we're all the way out by anna maria island all of that stuff out on the on the west side right and then on tuesday and friday we're clear out lakewood ranch area on the west side wow. so we're seeing everything everything is closed down you know? oh yeah like, i was about to ask you oh you're probably God. not getting as much business trash though like 
like dumpsters from here, for instance, right? Or restaurants aren't putting out any trash. Well, our front end loaders are kind of like slowed down. They're being used as residential drivers as well because. Okay. But as far as like, like businesses, it's, it's yeah. like. Yeah, there's nothing. I'm yeah. like. Well, I wonder if like, it supplements or whatever. People keep asking me and go, I bet, I bet you're coming up with a lot of material. And I go, not really. <laughs> well, no. So far, it hadn't been a lot of funny shit. No, exactly. We wanted to, after this is all <laughs> over and said and done with, the last thing people sitting in a comedy club want to hear is, is like, Corona. Hey, I am taking cr- notes, though. No it's way. hard to think of anything outside of this fear of, like, the coronavirus. Uh, right now, yes, yeah. of course. And, and uh, you try to watch, like, news and stuff. Like, like Kim Jong-un, right? He, he's a... Uh, Missing in action. My, yeah. <laughs> He's in my Right. But Kim like, Jong-un is in my Is that what they call it? That's Kim, a rap song yeah, right there. He, he, Kim Jong-un is in my Is that what they're calling it? Because he ain't been seen. No. Well, it is a botched heart surgery, I think, right? And he's in a coma. Who knows, man? Who knows? Coming out of North Korea. You don't know what the fuck is going on over there. He finally shit his pants. Probably hanging out in Miami just having a good time. Maybe. I don't know. And what do you think about, what do you guys think about, Reopening because this is a big too topic soon. in our house. I think it's too soon. Well, the thing about it is, I mean, you know, I do my fireside chats and we talk about that, you know, videos and and uh, and I'm literally I'm in a email group with about a dozen comedy club owners all over the country. I'm in another email gl- group with a bunch of the small business owners here in town. I'm in another email group. That's my uh, uh, fraternity brothers and just some good friends, you know. And, you know, and most everybody in that, in those three groups are all successful. You know, they're all successful. And, and some of them are with small businesses and own their own businesses like me. Some of them are with working with big corporations and this, that, and the other. Comedy club owners are comedy club owners. You know, but, you know, the, the one thing that we all, that we all, have in common is is that is that we all know we all realize it doesn't matter what the fuck the government says to do it yeah. doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because it because it, unless unless the virus is controlled to a certain point to where people feel comfortable coming into your business they're not coming into your business i don't give a shit who says what about anything yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's and so it's it's like that dr fauci has said over and over and over again the virus will let us know when it's time to reopen not the administration not congress not a governor not a mayor Mm -hmm. The virus will let us know. Well, I think you said it last. The the one thing that's going to calm people down is the vaccine. Well, the, the, the the, we're, we're not going I mean. to a hundred percent until the vaccine. Exactly. I mean, I was uh, 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 and I talked about this in my fireside chat uh, tonight. Was that, you know, uh, uh, I I reached out to a buddy, an old friend of mine, and he is uh, he's retired now, but very successful guy with a huge corporation i mean he he was a big daddy and and and, um and when i reached out to him a while back just to kind of you know just touching base with everybody because that's what i do i believe in a situation like this call in the fucking troops call in the troops call everybody you know touch base with everybody you know just 
to do you never know who's that one person that really might be able to be a game changer for you you never know it could be an old friend and this what that's what this guy was he was an old friend i haven't seen this guy in years years mm. but we always were friends always got along da, da, da. and you know what you find out you know what you know about friends old friends when you got when you were friends 30 years ago and you hadn't seen each other in 20 when you hook back up takes about what 10 minutes to yeah, get yeah. back on track mm -hmm. yeah. and be that same yeah, old friend rolling, that you've yeah. always been with him. There was a reason you were friends with that person. It's a good friend. Yeah. That's right. There was a reason. You clicked. And, and, I, and that's what I would urge people to know is those people are still your friends. They are mm -hmm. in most cases. And, 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 and you might have a friend that, let's just say, you got this friend that you – haven't talked to in 20 years, 20 years, really. You haven't had a connection with them, but used to be friends with them. And, and they're super successful, super, super, you know, $50 million, I don't know. They're, they're, they were the head, they were one of the top people with a major corporation in this country. And you would feel like, oh, I'm not gonna call them. I haven't talked yeah. to them in 20 years. You know what I mean? It'll seem like, yeah. call them. Yeah. Call them. Call that part. Start at the top and work your way down. Call them because you never know. And I think what you're going to find is, and what I found in this situation, I just, I, I, uh, I, I got in touch with this guy and at the very beginning of this, and he goes, hey, by the way, I'm on the board of the United States Chamber of Commerce. I went, good <laughs> i don't know how that'll help but <laughs> that's great to know great to know but it was great that he told me that yep. he didn't have to tell me that he was like i want to let you know as a friend i'm i'm in a position where you know you got questions you got like, so, da, da, da. so it didn't really go any further for a little while a couple weeks or whatever and then it, it got to the point where this Paycheck Protection Loan popped up. And we, we all applied for it, comedy club owners and several small businesses. And most all of us got it. We all did. And I'll tell you why we got it. I'll tell you why people might go, well, why did you get it? And so many other people didn't get it. I'll tell you why we got it. We have great relationships with our banks. That's why we got it. Yeah. You know, and that's where I, I would tell anybody, you're an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to do that, you want to be a small business owner, by God, you need to make, you need to not just have a banker, have an attorney, have an accountant. You need to have relationships with those people. You need to be close to them, okay? Because when, when everything's happy, go lucky, it doesn't matter. Right. But when shit gets hairy, That's you, you need. need people in your hip pocket right. that right. love you, that care about you. Yeah. And, and, and it's it goes beyond just business, right. you know. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's how you – we all got those loans, you know. But we got them. But, but they were so – they were so – there was so much left to interpretation. We were nervous as fuck right. about this loan. We were like, it's supposed to turn – it's supposed to be turned into a grant. We're supposed to be forgiven. But we have to follow all these certain parameters and guidelines. Yeah. 
to do it. Most of the loan is to help your employees. A very small amount gives you anything, you know. I mean, all, all it really does for that small business, that, that paycheck protection loan is not for small businesses to help the small business owner. It is to help his workers. Right. It is yeah. to keep the workers from assaulting the unemployment lines yep. Yep. That, that they can't, that they're overwhelmed with. We get two months of a lease payment, two months of a utility bill, two months of the interest on my mortgage, and two months of whatever I cut myself as a salary. That's what we get. Wow. And that's it. And it's kind of unnerving when you go take out a $200,000 loan and 75% of it is going to your employees that ain't working for it. They're just, you're going to give it to them so that they have that money. That's why you're doing it. And you're like, I hope I don't have to pay this motherfucker back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't have taken a $200,000 loan if you knew you had to pay it back. Right. You wouldn't have taken it. You're taking it on the on the on the belief that it's going to turn into a forgiveness grant, da, da, da. but you have to follow all these certain guidelines and formulas, and we were all fucking, we didn't know because there was so much was left to interpretation. And you, you're taking a loan of that size with no attorney involved. You're flying by the seat of your pants. You're just going for it. And you have to go quick, really fast. You can't think things through because if you don't, you're going to lose it. I mean, it, it's it's... It sounds like a game show. Man. It's, it's scary. It's weird. And so I called this buddy. Yeah, I called no this deal. buddy of mine, and I said, "Man, that's on the U.S. Chamber." And I said, "Hey, man," I said, "Let me tell you something. I'm dealing with easily 20 business owners. These are business owners that have rock solid businesses that have been well established in their communities for a minimum of two decades." up to four decades. That's how rock-ass solid we are. We're smart, we're sophisticated, we know how to ask the right questions, we know how to use professionals, we know how to do that. We've done it and many times. We know how to assess risk to reward and all this kind of stuff. I go, we're anxious, we're nervous, we can't get questions answered, I need help, we need help, and we need somebody up on the top end, somebody to, that we can get to. And here's a guy, and that guy got back to me in 30 minutes. Wow. It was, 30 minutes, and he was like, give me three days. You know what was crazy? And when, you, when, you, when you sent something to my phone, right, and I was like, let me, let me see what Les talking about. So I read it through. And I'm like, this makes a lot of sense what Les got going on. And I be dog, it wasn't even a week later when I heard, I think it was like the governor or somebody said the same thing. And I was like, just that quick. You know what I mean? How how the tides was already rolling. You well, know you what get, I mean? You, when you, you when go, you, you go that, hard yeah. up. And you know what happened was he he got back in touch with me and he goes, he goes, I want to, he sent me an email. And he goes, uh, and the email was like, uh, Tom Sullivan, Vice President of Small Business Policies for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in Washington, D.C., 
like to introduce you to my old friend Les McCurdy. He's got a lot of questions and needs some help. I hope you can help him out. And Tom's like, done deal. And that guy, that guy, we set up a phone. He goes, when can, when do you want to talk? And I go tomorrow at two. And he was like, cool. And at two o'clock the next day, we were on the phone for two hours. Wow. Two hours. He didn't. There was no point of that conversation where he said, I got to go. Mm -hmm. He let me ask every question I wanted to ask. He let me ask every question. And I contacted everybody in my group and said, if you got a question, you send it. You know, and they did. Okay. And we went over. And he, he, he was so enlightening. He was so – he could definitively answer stuff that no, my bankers couldn't answer, you know. And, and he uh, – he grounded me in a lot of a lot of things that I was hoping maybe could happen and he was like, I'm just gonna tell you that's not gonna happen. Let me tell you why. Right. Let me tell you how the system works, why that's not gonna happen. But let but let's brainstorm but then he didn't go, that's that. He goes, Your idea your your thought is good. It's a good thought. Let's think about how we could go about this. What are your other options? The federal government doing this for you is not an option. Right. So let's look at other options. And that was how helpful this person was. And the whole point, be, and, and at the end of the thing, he was like, hey, man, you got my number. Something comes up, let me know. You got other questions, let me know. We want to help. He goes, as a matter of fact, he goes, I got as much out of this conversation as you did. I learned a lot from your side from what you guys are dealing with, especially the comedy club industry. It's a unique industry, mm -hmm. you know, and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. He said, you gave me a lot to think about. And so it was, it, but that was where I go, if I hadn't called on My that friend, friend yeah. that old friend that has, that the reason he was an old friend is because he's a great guy. And he's always been a great guy. And, he, you know, and we always were that way with each other. And that was the thing that, you know, I, I just, I just, I, I, now I'm just, I've been beating that into people's brains, you know, is like being proactive and don't sit, don't just sit in your shit alone, mm -hmm. feeling like you're alone. No, and that the, the whole system is, is, is just so big that you're not, that you can't do anything about it. Believe me, you your voice is stronger than you know it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And and, uh, and when we start to get a collective voice, because that's what happens when you start calling all your friends, you just your friends, just your your network, your base, your team, man, your support system. You know, it'd be like this. You go, you were told yesterday that. If you're not able to make this happen, you're going to die in three months. But if you can make this happen, you've got a good chance at living 20 years or more. There's your option. Now, you can go right home and be a depressed son of a bitch mm -hmm. and sit there and go, oh, woe is me, and not call it. Who's really going to help me? This is bigger than anybody I know, this is da 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 da. But by God, if you'll sit your big ass down and start pl 
plowing through every – you go, your life is on the line. Your life is on the line. So you just going to sit there and let it go? Or are you going to call everybody you ever knew in your fucking life, mm-hmm. you know, and see if somebody can help you? And I guarantee you, somebody can. Nine times out of ten, either somebody you know can help you or somebody you know knows somebody. Right. You know, 90 times out of 100. Six degrees of separation, no fucking way. It's three degrees of separation at best. You know, it's amazing how interconnected we are as, as, a, as, a, as a culture. And I, and I say that worldwide, not as a country, as a fucking global-ass culture, how interconnected we are. It's amazing when you start doing that kind of thing. So that's been my push on all of this because, you know, that's, you know, I did, I've done it, I do it every week. I get on my soapbox on this because I just feel like it, in this situation, that's the most important thing we can do. It's call on everybody, yep. you know, even if you're not in a bad situation right now. Now's a good time to start calling everybody up, you know. I mean, hey, I talked to a buddy of mine up in New York the other day. You know, he called. He called. He texted me first, old old friend from Memphis, and uh, he's in the restaurant business. And uh, and uh, how you doing down there? And I was like, uh, you know, hey. And so let's talk. Let's talk. So so because that's how it is nowadays. You text first, right? You text first. You text first back and forth or email. Yeah. And then when I do that, then I'll go. Let's talk. Can you talk tomorrow at 11 o'clock? Like, we set a time. Right. You know what I mean? And then either you can or, or it'll work out, you'll find a time. And you go, okay, I put that on my schedule. So now everybody's ready, you know, to go and talk. And it was really fun to talk to him. It was, it was very uh, encouraging because he's, he's uh, the restaurant group that he works for, they do barbecue, and they got a place in Brooklyn. Up in Brooklyn, and uh, barbecue in Brooklyn. Barbe- baby. I was just barbecue thinking, in Brooklyn. I was gonna say barbecue. And they Brooklyn. just acquired the Sticky Fingers, which uh, is uh, they've got two in Chattanooga. I've had Sticky Fingers. I said we need one in Sarasota. Mm. That's good fucking barbecue. <laughs> that is. We don't have good barbecue here, not like we should. And um, but he goes, I said, so how you doing? He goes, Les, this is crazy, and it's part of it's because it's New York because they're in New York Mm -hmm. and people are used to calling, you know, just calling in and getting stuff. He goes, when you take how much my overhead has dropped because I don't need as many servers and all that kind of stuff to my profit margin, we're doing as well as we've ever done. He goes, we turned, we turned $12,000 last week in barbecue sales, you know, it's a lot of barbecue. That's a lot of damn barbecue. And that's the one thing I can say. I'm seeing a lot of the drive up, you know the restaurants that are doing drive up. I mean, it seems like it's doing pretty well. I mean, there's a, a you know consistent amount of people out like there. It's a drop off. Well, the delivery drivers are and making the delivery a shit guys ton of money are doing too. pretty yeah. good and stuff. Chick Fil A still going strong. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is unbelievable. Chick Fil A. That place is unbelievable. The one where I live. Chick Fil A. They stepped up the game every time. They're crazy. But the one where I live is like right on the corner of of a traffic light. So to get in there, you pull it. The it's just weird how it is, but. I've literally seen 
cars wrapped around the building. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a short little drive from off the highway there, but you turn into the main parking lot. But the cars are wrapped around the building and out into the street and out into 41 during, like, lunchtime and dinner time. And they'll have uh-huh. six people out there they taking do. orders. They're, they'll they're, be out in 41 crazy taking good, orders. Man. <laughs> I mean, with that much traffic, I mean, literally, like, maybe five minutes in the line. It's I know. That, it's like a small army back It there. is. That's it how is. gangster they are. Them, they're awesome. My, my, and the goof my. is nobody wants to go inside. Even before the coronavirus, no. nobody wants exactly. to go the fuck inside. It was the People best. would rather sit in that line. I'm like, do you realize you just go over there and park? You can walk in. There's nobody inside. Yeah, <laughs> and I love how they ask they have you eight people that take your order. Uh, yeah, right. It's I love how they crazy. ask you your name, right? Yeah. And you know, it's like a Christian organization. I always tell them Damien. Damien, yeah, like Mr. Damien. You know, yeah. here's your order, Mr. Damien. But I told them actually, I was in line, uh, and it's just a, a treat thing. But I told the one woman, I said McDonald's could take a lesson from you. Yeah, well, because McDonald's, a bunch McDonald's of like assholes. 100 feet down the road, and they're like yeah. the worst. Man. McDonald's, remember when they, they they like <laughs> everybody wanted a 15 dollar an hour minimum wage, and they were like, "Well, we got to increase the prices of all of our our, our options." It's and just then, the customer service is we, shit. Well, you know so. what? Fuck it. We're just replace everybody with robots, and then none of that even happened, and they still raised the prices on everything. <laughs> they just fucking assholes. But Les, what do you think about that? Like Gino said about the the, the restaurants opening uh, the 25 percent capacity. They're I guess they're going to start doing that. It's next all week. numbers game. Yeah. It's all a numbers game, man. Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're saying that people aren't going to come out, right? Well, like they're, all, it's going to be slow, but yeah. that's probably the best case scenario, right? Yeah. You don't want – what if everybody just starts charging out and then, well, then you mean, know, the, it'll blow right back up again? There's a portion of our population that still doesn't think this exists. Yeah. Yes. And they're going to go out. They're yes. already out. Yeah, they're already and, out. And they're going to be going to the restaurant. So they're the ones who are going to be going back first. And hopefully it takes them out and we can just move forward with <laughs> yeah. society at this well, point. Well, they either, it's like we talked about last week. There's three groups. There's the ultra-safe group. You're not getting them. <coughs> okay? They're going to stay in until, the, until there's yeah. a vaccine. There's the moderately safe group. That's probably us. Right. Okay? We'll get out. We'll go. But we'll wear a mask. We'll wear gloves. We will kind of follow the rules. We'll be careful, okay? And then there's the I don't give a flying fuck group. <laughs> and they don't give a flying fuck for a lot of reasons. They don't believe it exists. It's all a conspiracy. They, they, they know it exists. They, don't, they, don't, they don't, don't deny that, but they don't believe it can kill them. They go, it ain't going to kill me. And they don't give a shit if they give it to somebody else. Not really. That's negligence. You know? So the thing is, but the goof is, that's going to be your core. You're right, Drew. That's going to be your core customer base. Right, right. In the beginning is the I don't give a fuck group. Yeah. They're going to be the ones that are going to get out there. The risk, the risk takers are the ones that are going to get out first. I'm not sure I want to hang out pigs. with those people. So. You've been uh, hanging out with those people all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> my, young, my younger brother's in that group. I, he, I he think, told me the I other day. I, got, I think I got a whole side of the family that's Because <laughs> I, w- I went down to Palmetto the other day, right? Because I've, I've been really close to my dad because, you know, my mom is going and my dad is older. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife, you know, we, we I'm constantly taking them food. We go over, we cook. So about a week ago, and mind me, it's changing from when we got to stay at home to now it's changing. When we first got to stay at home, when we're going to work in the morning, nothing. I'm talking about from my house to my job, which is probably about five minutes. When I hit 41, 
sometimes it might be like one, two cars on the road with me. Right. Yeah. And then I'm going to work. That's how it was in the beginning. Right. Now we're starting to pick up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But anyway, get back to, I took my dad some food, right? So I said, let me do something wild. You know, and it, it, it's wild because <laughs> we don't stay at home. Right. So wild is, let me ride past where I know everybody hang out at and right. then just go straight back home. I ain't getting out of the car, I'm going home. So I ride past some of my, like my family house. And I got like an auntie here, a grandma here, an auntie here, and stuff like that. All of them are in the same vicinity. So when I turn on their road, I said, holy shit. You know, when I turned on their road, it was like every house was having a party. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting there like, do y'all not know what these people and this not only the funny part not only the crazy part of that i see the weed doing like <laughs> and they're passing it yeah. do y'all not know I'm, I'm riding by just like this well, let me ask you I, I let me ask you what, what what's the address <laughs> yeah it sounds like party oh, sounds like a party yeah. man. Be oh, ironic. Right. i'm talking about <laughs> that's the i don't give a fuck you and know it is I mean? and here's the goofy is out of out of that group yeah. Has anybody gotten the virus? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't, I don't know. know. What, no, but nobody's in the hospital. Right? I don't know. know. Which they validates their cause. Sick. You know what I mean? Wouldn't yeah. it be ironic if they find out the cure is weed? Maybe that's why I haven't oh, got it. They'll <laughs> never let that out. No, they'll they'll right. never tell us no. about that. Oh, no. If weed no. is the cure. They probably yeah. already figured that out. I it is the cure. Yeah, that's right. I will start smoking soon as they tell me. There you go. I am on it. I, to get back to the question, I personally think, you know, that, uh, comedy clubs. I was doing a comedy club. Um, right now, they're talking about restaurants opening at 25% capacity. Right. Well, how do you do that, though? Well, how you do it is, is that all your servers are masks and gloved. You have, you're ultra clean. You're going to have to be. You're, you're going to have to have a trust level with your clientele. Yeah that you're a very reputable business. Like that's one of the things I know we have with our, with our clientele is that they trust us. They know that the McCurdy's will not do anything that is not top quality all the way down to the cleanliness and the whole nine yards. But still, you're talking about 25, I know uh, 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 the comedy club in, in Birmingham, Alabama, which is one of the best in the country, the Star Dome, it's a 400-seat room. They're talking about 35% capacity. Well, that's 140 people in a 400-seat room spread out. Oh, yeah. Awkward. What, what kind of show is that going to be? Yeah. Mm, that's cool. what we talked about. I said, you know, we all know as performers, what's it going to be like to walk into this room and perform to a hundred people spread that out. are spread out, yeah. wearing masks. Yeah. Yes. Gloved. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're you're gonna. I said, I tell I told the other comedy club owners. I said, I know from a performer's standpoint of view, one thing I'm gonna have to do. One, I got to prepare the audience for what's gonna. In other words, we have to let them know that this is not gonna be the same experience you're used to. Right. I, I can't let them come in here thinking it's gonna be. Because what's going to happen is you're going to open at, at 25, 35, 40% capacity. You're going to open in an entertainment venue 
People are going to come in. They're going to be excited about getting back and be able to go to the comedy show or the music or whatever. And they're going to leave going, it wasn't the same. Right, right. And then they're going to go, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if the risk was worth the reward. Right. That's the problem with opening too soon, mm -hmm. even though we need the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Now, so in a restaurant, same thing. You walk in a restaurant that you loved, okay? You're, and I guarantee you, you're only going to the restaurants you love right. to go to. Right. Yeah. You ain't going to just any fucking restaurant. Yeah. You're going to that restaurant. You're not trying anything new. That's right, because you can't wait to have that dish at that restaurant that you love. You're, so you're walking in, everybody's separated, Servers are wearing masks and gloves. You, many of the people sitting eating dinner are wearing a bandana and gloves. So you're eating underneath your fucking bandana. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. see, it, it's going to be weird. It, why would I want to do that? Mm. Why would I want? I wouldn't want to do that because you've lost the reason you go to the restaurant. You know what I mean? To be loose. To be yeah, loose and to be and among relaxing. people and to be in the energy and the social, you know, in the social. You've lost that. So you're just, I'm, I just as soon order the food and take it home. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you're talking about the cash flow, right? Yes. So how many business, how many bars are actually going to abide by this? Because I know several that if they see a pack of people outside their door, they're not going to count them. They're going to be like, come the fuck in. If the cops find us, they'll fucking find us. You know well, what I mean? once again, that's where you open yourself up to lawsuits. Right. Negli negligence and stuff like that. Exactly. That's a good point. Exactly. All of a sudden, somebody gets the virus and they, they can they trace can it back you. to yeah. you. And as soon as they trace it back to you and can do it with any kind of credibility at all, two things happen. One, one you, you may have opened yourself up to just you know, being watched more closely. Sure. Two, who the fuck wants to come back to your place? Okay, yeah. You're negligent in this situation. In this situation, yeah. You know what I mean? The, and once again, who will come back? The I don't give a fuck yeah. group. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah well, the I don't give a fuck group, you know what I mean? But that's where I go. It's like my buddy, my buddy Artie, who has the place up in Atlanta. He goes, we have, our bar seats 30 people. We can put seven people at the bar and follow the rules. Exactly. You know, we can, you know, we can maybe put 60 people dining in the whole business, you know. So, and you talk about a nightclub. The whole reason to go to a nightclub is to exchange bodily fluids. Yeah. <laughs> there is no other reason that you want to go to a nightclub no. Except you can get fucked up at the house. Yeah, there's you no. can catch a buzz for cheaper, way cheaper, way cheaper. <laughs> you, if you just want to catch a buzz, the reason you go to a nightclub is to be close to Pete. Right. Mm -hmm. You know that's the re comedy doesn't work well unless bodies are close together. It's that kind of sport. Music would work better that yeah, way. That's true. But still, and yet, it's still not going to be the same. No. Theater, same way. Go see a play, and everybody spread the fuck out, yeah. especially if it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. 
sports, yeah. same fucking way. You know what I mean? I mean, we were talking about what what's a safe sport? Major League Baseball. Because every average game of Major League Baseball through the season, 60,000-seat stadium, there ain't fucking 8,000 no. people yeah. there <laughs> 30, on any yeah. fucking regular yeah. game. You, if you caught the virus at a Rays game, you're the unluckiest son of a bitch in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's like there's no problem spreading people out at a baseball game. Nope. Nope. But football, basketball, hockey, yeah. no fucking way. UFC, it's all no gone. No yeah. fucking way. Men's men's professional soccer, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. hassle. Yeah. We got plenty Huge. of fucking the room. The field is big, too. Plenty you know, of room. They have you know a 100,000-seat arena. Absolutely. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of room. But you know what? You can go back. That's it, U.S. men's soccer, not, softball, not oh, European soccer. Kickball. Yeah. Right when, like, all the sporting shut down, they did have, like, one UFC fight right. with no audience. Right. And you watch that. Like, it's amazing how, how crowds affect – that exactly. energy, like it's awkward. Like their their, their performances were like eighty percent of what they probably could have been. Of course, been. well they're course. feeding off that energy, just yeah. like there's just one they, dude with the janitors in the back, just like yeah. clapping by himself. Of course, it's so well, they talked awkward. about that with regular sports, like with football season, you know, and baseball yeah, you season. You can't like play playing a football in an empty stadium. No, you right, can't. Stuff right now, like we, know, the Bucks right can, we, but nobody else the Bucks can. can do it. <laughs> right now, right <laughs> now, right now, yeah, right now we're going through that right now. Yes, our AAU. Squad is sure. going through that right now. They're in the process of saying, but they have got so far right now with our AAU teams as far as to saying, um, no, no spectators. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's only certain. What's well, amazing? With, they're even letting them practice together. With your with your entourage now, once they start back up with the entourage, you're only allowed to have like 30 people in your entourage. Right. And what they mean by the 30 people in your entourage is 15 players, five coaches, <clears throat> and 10 um, parents or parents. family You know members. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's what they call it, the chaperone. Chaperone. And right now we're so, right now I'm so, with, with, with our AAU team, because we had just played our second AAU game before they shut it down. Right. And we had won two championships back to back. I know. And then now it's like my son and my daughter is part of my AAU organization. Right. So now I'm saying to myself, is it worth putting my kids back out there? Is it worth putting my teams back out there? too early you know what i mean but they're saying right now that what they're saying right now is they the kids got to get checked at the door the temperatures got to get checked at the door you know but it's you know, so you much know, i gotta stuff. tell you on that temperature thing it's crazy they're talking about that going into restaurants or or a comedy cover mm -hmm. check their temperature how fucking stupid is that i mean just really look we already know that you run, you can be carrying this disease for up to 10 days and, and not show no signs nothing. whatsoever. I mean, you're, you're, it's like, oh, we're gonna let you have 100 people in a 300 seat room. Well, we're all in the same air conditioning, yep. dick fuck. That I mean, unless, unless we put special filters in you know that that really are some high grade filter that gets I, I don't know but it's like 
how, how is any of that safer than anything well, else? Mike, did you see the well, thing that they're doing at Fasani's? No. Because uh, uh, I'm... Uh, they're having, like, real comedy? They're doing a, <laughs> a, a drive through comedy show down there. That's no way. Uh, swear to God, yeah. Dri- like um, like a drive-up comedy? Like people are... People stay in their cars? Like a drive-in movie? Like a drive-in movie. Oh. Like people are ordering food because so you they're honk? still open for takeout. But how, how do, do they just put speakers in the car? I have no lot? idea how they're doing it, but apparently. <laughs> Imagine it's getting heckled by a car. Yeah. Let me, Fuck here, that. Well, yeah. and there you go. Let me. That was Grassani's. You know, here's the whole point is. No way. You know, if if you're the type of person that goes, I just want to make a quick buck, right. however the fuck I can. I'm dying on the vine. Yep. I don't give a fuck. The quality's not going to be the same. It's not going to be as good as all those kind of things. You know, I think you just, I think you just bury yourself in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we've always been prided ourselves in is that we won't do, we refuse to do a show if the quality's not going to be right. I mean, we just, we'll, I mean, we have, we have a number. We have a number in this showroom. If, we, if we're not going to have close to 100 people, at least 80. Yeah. At least 80 mm-hmm. in this room. Mm-hmm. We don't do a show. I'm not going to do a show for 40 people. Why? Because it's not a good show. Right. I mean, yeah, we can all, everybody in this room can get up here, and we've done it. We've done it for 12. Mm-hmm. You know, less right. than that, probably. We did, it for, we did it for two. Oh, we I know. Did it for we've all had those stories. We did it every comic does <laughs> have those stories. But was that good? No. I mean, you no. know, no. It's and, and it doesn't up. represent the brand. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it, it, it's, you and know. So the thing is, is that when it all comes down to brass tacks, uh, it really is the fact that, one, as a business, you just have to crunch numbers. Mm-hmm. You have to look at how, if, when I open, how can I open in a way that I can at least have a good enough quality that everybody leaving here will go, I'm glad I came. I'm glad I came. It made my day better. Because that's what a comedy club is. Com- when you just go to comedy clubs, our whole, our whole premise is you walk out feeling better than when you walked in. Right. That's mm-hmm. what should happen every time. That's all shows should happen with a theater, for a play, right. with a restaurant, with a music yep. venue, any goal. entertainment venue, the crowd should be walking out going, I feel better than when I walked in. If you don't feel you can do that for 90% of the people that walked in that door, you should not be opening your doors because you're just kicking your own self in the ass in the long run. Mm. And that's what, that's what needs to be – that's where I feel like there's a detachment from Congress to us that they don't get that. They don't get that. They just think, oh, what the fuck? Open, there's a table, you put some food on it, you know, you do a show, they're over there, they're over there. What the fuck difference does it make? Well, it makes a big fucking difference. You, wait, you, know? you mean people underestimate the service industry? Uh, they, <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> they, yeah. People, well, in this whole pandemic, yeah. we've, we've figured out that we've underestimated a lot of people workers out there a lot we've underestimated people that pick up your garbage we've underestimated service workers we've underestimated maintenance workers that clean for you Mm -hmm. we've underestimated all your frontline workers and how 
how critically important they are to the structure and the foundation of your whole fucking society out there. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, and that's, I mean, that's been a, a, a silver lining in all this, mm-hmm. you know. I believe that we've talked about this every time Bill Tuesday. I, I, I hope the minimum wage does go up after this. I hope we do start paying teachers and nurses and guys that pick up your garbage and maintenance workers and all them more money than they're getting right now, you know, because they're worth it. They are worth it. But, you know, we're just going to have to, any business out there, right now, here's the deal. We all have to look at the long haul. I believe that in just our case, let's just say us, okay, comedy club. If they come out and say, you can open in May, I go, I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think I can get anybody out in May. We're club, we've canceled every comedian until July, second week of July. I mean, it, we already did that. We go, fuck. Okay, and we can hang on that, you know, no sweat. So, in July, they go, you can open, all right, under these guidelines. We have to look at those guidelines, and we have to go, can we follow them and still have a quality product that people be, if not, then we probably, it's not the wisest thing to open, you know? We have to to wait a little bit. Maybe it's better we wait a little bit. You know, and and then, you know, I think when we first open, whenever it's going to be this year, I would expect, I would expect and hope for 50% of normal, 50%. Yep. Yep. Now, I don't think 50% pays our bills. That's realistic. I don't think it pays our bills. So you also are looking at, well, is that costing me more money than being closed? Mm-hmm. And you have to be smart about that. Yet sometimes just opening to be open ain't the b- brightest right. thing to do. Yeah. You know, is that costing me more than being closed? What, where is the percentage of business I need to be better off open than closed? And you need to feel like you can hit that number. It may be that we open for a little bit, look at it, and go, nah, this ain't worth it. You could very easily see us open for two or three weeks and go, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, no, it's too too soon. Mm -hmm. And we close right back up. And we just, but that's where it's very important to stay in touch with your client base. Constantly emailing them, constantly doing these fireside chats, the podcasts, whatever. Everything just stay, and let them know what you're doing and why you're doing it, and that, it's all based on their best interest of the customer and how we can stay open, you know, for you down the line. And I think before a uh, vaccine, if we could get to 70 percent, if we could get to 70 percent and could do 70 percent, I think we could, we could be, we could hang, right? We could hang. And, and we might be losing a little bit of money, but it's an amount of money that, you know, it's it's you're losing less money than being closed. That's right. it, it's a it's a balance in that. Sustainable. And that's yeah. where you really have to be smart about crunching numbers, you know, and looking at every step of that, and uh, and and figuring it out over a long haul. 
and uh, because we're not getting back to 100% until there's a vaccine. Yeah. You know, we're not getting close to that until there's a vaccine. The sad and thing then is you just figure out all the contingencies mm-hmm. behind that. I mean, and you look at worst-end scenarios, you go all the way to the worst-end scenario. What's the worst-end scenario? You go bankrupt. Because mm-hmm. we strongly believe, we strongly believe that, or what <clears throat> my immediate family in the household is bracing for, we're bracing for as soon as they reopen, that's when we're going to, we're actually going to stay in the house more. When mm-hmm. they actually reopen, that first, like, two weeks, you know, my like like right now, they're really not allowed to go that but, much. But, but that first two thank weeks, God your, we're staying Thank God your home. aunt and that whole neighborhood over there, yeah. they're getting the fuck out. Oh, they they don't. Thank God we have them. Because you ain't first in line. Your, your group ain't gonna help us at all. I'm gonna call over there. I'm gonna call over there and be like, I want to know your grandmother. I'm be over there and be like, wait, little Timmy at? Oh, little Timmy passed yesterday. Okay, thank you. You know what I mean? If I go through that and all and they tell me, oh, we got a funeral. Okay, I will see y'all later. All right. I'm telling you, cause they hanging out. I'm gonna tell you, my my driver, my helper, he missed work one day last like maybe last week so they said okay we want you to get a temp so now I'm like nervous because like when we riding in the truck now going to the route both of us got mask on mm-hmm. so when he's not here that day they say I want you to go down to the labor ready and get a temp so I'm like oh shit somebody I don't know in the truck with me you know what I mean it ain't like we ain't six feet you right. know what I mean he right here you know what I right. mean so I'm like right I'm like oh Roll that fucking window down. So I'm like, oh, that's always. (laughs) So I pull up to the temp AC, right? So they had this specific temp that was going to go with me. So I jump out. I got my mask on. I'm good. So I'm I'm talking to the lady. She was like, well, when his background clears, you know, he can get right on the truck with you. So I, I said, okay, I'm waiting. So it was the same scenario like I seen with my family. When... When they're standing out there in front of the the, the temp place, they're do, they're pa- not weed. They're passing cigarettes. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They're passing. They're, right. They're passing cigarettes. Right. So I called my supervisor. I was like, "Sure, I don't think this is gonna work, man." I was like, "Man, look, whoever at the yard, I take them, man, cause just give them a, whoever at the yard, however slow he is, I, I just have to deal with a long day. That's with exactly them. right. And let me get let me get on my route and get because out of you here. can't be using people who are and this sounds horrible, but it's true. You can't put yourself in a position with people who who are basically homeless and yeah. they because don't they can't they can't abide by the proper they can't they 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 don't have the ability to quarantine yeah. to quarantine to do all the social distancing and all that kind of, they can't. It, you know, it, it's it's horrible, but they can't. Well, let's be honest. Their immune systems are probably rock solid, right? They're just. But I was going to say, they're too, eating nuclear uh, waste. Next and everything. time, call me. I have got nothing to do, man. So yeah, just call, call just me. Call, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the truck with you. Hobbs, come on, Johnny. <laughs> come on. Day that Hobbs is on a garbage truck, yeah. you call me because I am following that fucking yeah, truck all day me. long we'll, for the we'll, amusement. We'll take it. Johnny after, Hobbs after about an hour, like, I think I'm done here. I think I'm done here. On that truck. Believe me, we filming that right there. We're going to have a film That's a show right there. I do do manual labor every day and work my ass off. Oh, 
Well, you, you and Drew does. I mean, we ain't even talked about that. You're over at the golf courses, and you're a superintendent, and you're doing all that kind of stuff. But the golf courses have stayed open. Here yeah, we, in we furloughed, furloughed half our crew, or over half, and so I have to go out and work. So I'm working harder than I have than probably in the past five years. Exactly. Golf course Physical labor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Our yeah. governor said it's an essential activity. Well, the thing about it is, is here, and the thing about it at a golf course, and people have asked me. I mean, I've been playing golf twice a week, yeah. and, and sometimes three times. And the thing is, they don't you feel irresponsible? I said, I'm gonna tell you right now, the way they do a golf course. I feel way more comfortable at a golf course than I do in the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Way fucking more. You know, you're in your own cart, one cart to a person. You know, I know the, the courses I play at, I know the people that run those courses, like Drew. Yeah. I know they're not fucking around. They, they bleach out the – and the thing is, when I get there – I've got my own shit. You got your gloves on? I don't have gloves. Well, I mean, you got your golf gloves. That's right? true. And then you got your own set of <laughs> it's clubs. It's my left hand, now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's only, I'm not. Just not, do double. Just, just yeah, was that two gloves, Tommy? Tommy, two, <laughs> two gloves. gloves yes. Tommy, two, two gloves. gloves. I ain't like Tommy, two gloves. <laughs> you know, there's a pro that plays with two gloves. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, is that I also bring my own hand sanitizer and stuff with me at the course. Yeah. So when I get there, I wipe down the steering wheel. You know, the stuff that I'm going to touch. No one they've wiped it down to. But we get out there. There's absolutely no problem staying six feet apart. Shit. Right. Yeah, you're usually course. twice that. Yeah. You know, you're easily twice that. You know, kind of. I wear my bandana. I have it. So if I'm. If I feel like I'm ever getting in close proximity, I just pull the bandana they've up. They've taken the cups, they've turned them upside down, and they put the flag in. So you no longer have to take the flag out. You just reach down and grab your ball and go. And the they put hole. foam in the cup. Yeah. So your that. ball only drops into the lip of the cup. So you can pull it right out. So you don't have to touch the cup. You don't have to touch the flag. There's no rakes the in fuck? the sand traps. Oh, wow. Took up all so the ball there's no. There's no ball washers. How are there's golf no, clubs way more prepared for this than any other entity? On USGA the is disciplined. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they are. They're a disciplined group. They are. PGA is disciplined. It's ridiculous. But, you know, you don't, they don't put tees in your cart. And the thing that we've – and I'm, I'm sure you've done this too – is that every once in a while uh, I'll see a, a, a ball just out on – you know, somebody will just forget their ball. They think they lost it or whatever. Or on the tee box – You'll see a T sitting in there, you know, a busted one. Sometimes you'll use that for, uh, and I'll reach, I'll get ready to pick it up. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't pick up a T. You don't pick yeah. up a ball. Mm -hmm. You don't pick up anything that's not yours. You don't touch anything that's not yours. So, really, golf courses have, you. Uh, some you go into the pro shop, but when you do, there's a plexiglass thing. They have the credit card machine yeah, on yeah. the other side. So you nobody's know, like touching the same stuff uh -uh. besides the cart girl. Uh -uh. Maybe the only the only thing that is probably an exchange is when you tip, is when you tip the cart guy, you know, at the beginning or the end, kind of a thing. Like but they're wearing out. gloves. <laughs> but what I do is I take my five dollars or whatever, Crumple it and uh, depending on where you are, public course five, you know, kind of nice course ten, really nice course twenty, and you go. You, I, I take it and I take my, I, right in front of the guy, I'll take my hand sanitizer and I'll squirt it in my hand 
and I'll take the bill and do that. <laughs> That's a I'll, I'll rub it in between my hands, and then I'll go, here you go. Uh-huh. Disinfected bill all for you. It's a wet five. Lovely. Wet five. Put it away. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds there me of the strip club, you know. But, you know, in a lot of states, they, they you know, Florida's kept them open. There's a bunch of right. states that haven't, you know. Now, it, you know, we were looking at March. They were going to hit $200,000 for the month. Yeah, it came to a screeching halt. Uh, you know, you guys, uh, be lucky and you know, we drinks? even get no. seventy-five thousand in April. So it, it's hit the business real bad. Uh, hour and eleven. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's hitting it's hitting real. Yeah, you know, the people coming out, but you're only paying twenty dollars to walk and twenty-five dollars a ride. Oh yeah, everybody's got the rounds. Everybody's got a discount going. But you know, I know the, some of the nicer clubs that are staying open. Now, all the private country clubs, members only. Right. No yeah. guests. Gotcha. No guests at all, mm. you know, unless you're me. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's um, – and then the but, – but some of the semi-private courses that have membership but also let the public play at them, they're the ones that are doing the best that I've seen. I know, I know courses that here in town that are – I mean, they're, they're full – I mean, they're running, and uh, and you know, and 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 they're letting you play late. You know, they're letting you tee off all the way. They're letting people play out till sunset yeah. and that kind of thing. And uh, but where I've the golf courses that have closed, the the people I know that run those courses are the head pros. They all go. The reason we close is not because we're not getting enough play to at least break even off things. But the only reason, and the only reason you want to do that is to keep your employees making some money. But he goes, but most of our employees are retired guys down here that are just doing this for something extra to do. Right. They don't give a shit about the money, and they certainly don't want to be in contact mm-hmm. with a lot of people. So they just have trouble staffing, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that goes, you know. Yeah, they got rid of most of the, the pro shop staff, and then they – they brought they were they closed down to just walkers for a little while really and then they had a couple people said you know we we'd like to work we'll come in and disinfect the golf carts and they only rent the golf cart out once a day oh really and it comes in it's disinfected it's put up and and so once they've gone through all the golf carts they're done huh they don't, they don't you know you can play if you want to walk but that's yeah it. they don't do it again that's interesting i was thinking about in the future you know thinking about the future of things with this i was thinking you know you think about a time when, you know, over the, pa- the, the the thing that changed with shootings was metal detectors, you know, and I, I, yeah. and I first saw that in big cities, you know, in Manhattan, mm-hmm. Chicago, places like that, where you'd go into a nightclub and they would wind oh, you, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, to make sure that you didn't have a gun on you, right? Well, I can see a time when you walk into – a nightclub, comedy club, and you walk through something just like you go go through at the airport. But when you walk through, it's just like this mist hits you. Uh-huh. And it does. It's not a wet thing. It's like a gas. Yeah, yeah. It just hits you, and it just disinfects your ass yeah, yeah, from yeah. top to fucking yeah. bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see shit like that happening. It's yeah, just like, me with oops. a Lysol can. Just like, yeah. You okay. are you are a disinfected. I hope I hope it. it doesn't come to that. That'd be weird. I know. Oops. I know. But I'll tell you this, I believe this is true. 
people people are I I don't think that this is going to keep people from getting together. No. I don't I it think I think they're dying. I think people are so I think when this finally all lifts, when we actually have a vaccine, I think what might what we might see is and this is fortunate and unfortunate. What we might see is is that we are going to lose some businesses along the way. Of course, you know we're going to lose we're going to lose some restaurants. We're going to lose some nightclubs. You know we we're going to lose some right? entertainment uh -huh. venues. We're going uh -huh. we're going to lose some places. Are going to fall. You know that happened during the recession too. Uh -huh. I mean that happened. You know you did. And and then but when this finally comes about, I think they're just going to come. I think that it's just going to be a, I think there will be a surge. Sure. I think that they will be out. They'll be so ready to do it, you know, Absolutely. and I don't think that there will be at that point an overriding fear of, oh, there's something else out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think at that point it'll be like, whoo, we got be to, worn. People will be worn down from it. Yeah, exactly. We got, okay, we got past like, that. We're done. Good. That's Let's right. Go, and man. hopefully, thank God, as we've said, everybody in the fucking world has said a million times, we get through this and we've learned how to not have to go through this again. Right. You know what I mean? You're and we couldn't have learned it because we never did it, you know. You're well, actually going to see some people that just, once it's over, they're going to be like, if it happens to me, it happens. I'm going outside. You oh, know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Well, we're doing that like, now. Uh, absolutely. Out, absolutely. So. But we well, can't once forget. Again, but what you have to do to get back to 100% is you have to get the vulnerable population comfortable getting back out. Right. You have to get the, the people that, that really go, if I got this disease, it could kill me. You know, that group has to get, feel comfortable getting back out. Well, and the thing about it is, when, once we have a vaccine, then we should be there. Well, how many people aren't going to take that vaccine? What's that? How's it? How many people are not going to take that then vaccine? Then they're just, I mean, you know. There's plenty of anti-vaxxers. And honestly, the one thing I was going to say is that we can't forget about this. Like, this, they've been warning about us about this for 10 fucking years when oh, SARS came out. Oh, longer than that. And well, SARS was yeah. super deadly, and that's why it wasn't such a big deal. They said that the more deadlier the virus, the less it spreads. It's just end of story. That's what's so weird about this one is that sometimes you don't even know you fucking have it, so it spreads so quickly. Um, but this is going to come back again. There's, there's no way this doesn't happen again. Well, of course there's not. There's no way. But the thing about it is We would have finished the job on it. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. But we know how to handle it better. You know, if True. we don't, then we didn't learn shit. Well, you know, and yeah. and 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 once again, I go back to that. We'll we'll circle back around. That goes back to why you call all your friends, why you call your support system, why you. It's important to not be, you know, just an individual. Mm -hmm. You know what is that? Uh, uh, no man is an island. Right. You know, it, it's important that we are a collective. It's yeah. important that we stay. It's important that you network yourself. I, I'm not a joiner. I never have been one. That, I don't like joining groups. I mean, the reason I have a fraternity that I'm connected with out of college is because back when I was in college, we hung out because some of my friends joined it. We hung out with them. They liked us. We liked them. They were friends. And finally, when they hard rushed us at one point, me and my buddy Ken, and we were like, well, look, if we join, 
if we don't join, does that mean you, we can't be friends with you anymore? And they went, well, no. And we go, well, we're just not into joining. We don't want to. <laughs> yeah. That's just not us. Plus, they don't want to do And they weird went, ritual. okay, you can't come to the the winter cotillion and the mm. and the sorority ball or some shit. And we go, we don't want to go that fucking shit anyway. We want to sit on the roof of the fraternity house with a keg. <laughs> That's all the fuck we wanted to. But the thing is, we like you. We like you guys, yeah. you know. We like hanging out with you. But the point is, years later, we after we were all graduated, we were all uh, had some golf outing that we got together. There's about 30 of us. And we were sitting having dinner in some restaurant. And one of the guys got up, and he was one of the – presidents you know he'd stayed with it whatever he goes you know something Les McCurdy and Ken's sons have been with us as long as I can possibly remember they've never been a formal part of this fraternity I mean they never actually joined but he goes as far as I'm concerned they're as much a lambda chi as anybody sitting in this room cheers and then did they pull like the hood over and bring out the paddle? <laughs> no, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Thank you, sir, may have and another. so we were like, whatever. And then <laughs> three or four of the guys time, we were boys. sitting there with, they go, that guy that just said that, when he said that, mm. that means you are in. In. Yeah. Yeah. When he said yeah. that. Yeah. And then we go, well, then what's the motherfucking handshake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show us the handshake, for God's sake. The Dakota it, ring. Where's the Dakota ring? It was lame as fuck. <laughs> it was lame as a motherfucker. But the point being is, I've never been one that likes to join groups, that likes to be in big cl- in clubs. and th- I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's in the nature of being an artist and an entrepreneur. I like kind of doing my own thing, calling my own shots, never having to wear a uniform, you know, things like that. Not that mm-hmm. any of that's a bad thing. But I do, the longer I've been in business, the longer I've been around in life, I realize the importance of knowing a lot of people yeah knowing a lot of people you don't have to you don't have to be exactly like them you don't have to even have the same moral values political uh uh, values none of that and still really like each other right just as as a core as a person you know and 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 i have that I have that. Me and Pam both have that. We built that over the years. It's so important. And I think that that's the thing in the long run that will that will keep us healthy as a as a, as a globally, you know, as a, as a human race. The well, more we right. detach ourselves, the more we pull back, get in our little cave, go I got my internet, I got my I got my cable. I, I got my shit. Yeah. I don't really like to talk to anybody. I text. I email. Mm-hmm. I do everything secondhand. I don't connections. True connections and relationships are messy, and they're and they're a hassle, and they they're complicated. And people, the more we do that, the more vulnerable we are. Mm-hmm. Way more vulnerable, because then you are alone in those situations. And. And isolationism, I think, leads to these ideas that like they're gonna they're gonna put something in the vaccine that 
the government can track us. Of course us. it does. Because you don't have anybody. You don't have like a good friend to be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> right, right. You get off that couch. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. They're really yeah, you can, in, you know? They can yeah. already track us. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do. Oh, of course. But, but if there's any situation that, that Les is talking about that, that the demands that kind of sediment is now. Yes. I mean, especially That's right. now. We're learning yeah. that now. Yeah. We are learning that now. And they are tracking you. Hey, hey, here's here's one. Here's one. I don't know if this has ever happened to y'all. I texted, I texted. I already know where this is going. Pam, my wife, that someone stole our flexi hose <laughs> out of the fucking front yard. We've had a little vandalism in the neighborhood. Oh, we think it's teenagers being home more and shit like that. Yeah, of course. Just petty. You sure. need to move to a nice you know, neighborhood. Yeah. Hey, I don't have the money, man. I don't have money. Somebody stealing uh, you know, flexi. Somebody stealing flexi, flexi hoses. <laughs> yeah. I got fucking. Hey, I can afford a flex a 100 foot flexi hose for God's sake. If that's the biggest crime in your neighborhood, the, you're good. Right. Warranty, if that's the biggest crime. Hose, yeah, man. you are right on target. I'm okay. Right. You good? You good? You good? You good? No gunplay. Go to Brookstone. No knives. There was no. There was no hard metal. If you came home, your window's not up. The TV's missing. That's right. You so good. anyway, I walked out one day and I was like, my, I texted Pam and I go, motherfucker, somebody stole my flexi hose out of the front yard. Yeah. And she goes, no, I took it down to the club because we're, <laughs> we're pressure washing the kitchen. And I was like, oh, okay, right? And that was a text, a yeah. text. Yep. With the next time I check my e-fucking mail, flexi hose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Popped up. Keywords. Had not popped up anywhere. Now, yeah, but I didn't email. That but, wasn't through an email or a Facebook. It doesn't matter. It's it all connected. It was a text. It's all connected. Yeah. It was on Facebook. It was a personal fucking text. But you go on Facebook, you'll start scrolling through the thing. You'll see flexi hose exactly. ads. All I know. Yeah. I still got one today. Yeah. They won't go. They won't let me. I, they won't let me Let me tell you something. Go. This fucking bag right here, I, I Google searched it and bought it. And from... For fucking two years, they send me advertisement after advertisement yep. of better bags at lower prices, just to piss me off. I, I mean, they, yeah. these motherfuckers don't even know yeah. that I got my flexi hose. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know it. Stolen they don't even know. Hose. They just know my flexi hose was stolen. Yeah. They haven't given up. They go, he stolen flexi hose. And the some bitch has not rebought another flexi hose. That's keep so hammering. I'll give you one. Keep hammering that motherfucker. So he's he's going to get another flexi I'll give you one better. I got to stay off those porn sites, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one better. I was on the phone with my brother, and he's going, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to go over to David's house, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And then I hung up the phone, and then I checked it. And for some reason, my Google Maps came up. And it was, it was a like, picture of David's house. It said, it said 24 <laughs> minutes to David's house. Whoa. It told me the time it knew exactly where i was fucking it knew his it knew his address and everything i don't even have his address in my phone or that anything creepy and it fucking knew everything i was like these motherfuckers. Yeah, my man, wife uh, got our bird food today and she mentioned the name of the company we got it from mm-hmm. and i got on my phone and there was an ad for that company i yeah. don't think i've ever said i couldn't even tell you the name oh, of that company right now yeah. i was just trying to see if it's on there it's not on there now well, luckily the that's harmless either, but still. either yeah it, either yeah. this has an end or it's i have dormant, to go pee yeah. <laughs> usually we end it when i have to go pee pretty much yeah uh, it's been about an hour need a bucket half, right? my brother um my my, my son my, my that means I have to pee because he's going to keep talking. <laughs> my, uh, my wife got this thing called 360. Everywhere one of my kids go, it beans. Yeah. If they're in the car and they go to school, when they get to school, yeah. bing. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. like, where your phone being? <laughs> oh, um, it EJ tracks just em? arrived at school. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. honey, don't ever touch my phone, please. Cause <laughs> I don't want to see that app on my phone. With it. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about every, you can literally look at her phone and watch where he's going. Mm-hmm. The, the route he's taking, everything. I say, honey, I don't want that on my phone. My wow. wife's 62. You know, she can't me figure like how to rat, do that to you me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking change. about everywhere he goes. Yeah. When he's on the school bus and they go play a game in Tampa, it shows. When she said, I wonder where he at. If his phone is on, that 360 will find that exactly where his phone is. That can lead down a bad road, I feel that, like. I think you're right. I think yeah. uh, that's uh, it's uh, too much. Yeah, you know? it's yeah too it much. actually tracks them. Yeah. I was like. God, I'm so glad that didn't exist when I was a kid. Like I took that trip a couple months ago. So I'm much still trouble. getting ads and, and emails, you know, about visas and stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's brutal. So, you the know, worst like, is they always send you like better deals. You're right like, after the what fact. The? It's like you're. It's like you're like an annoying neighbor who like you bought something and they bought the same fucking thing at half got the this price. On sale, Jim. And they're not gonna let you hear enough about it. You're like, oh, well, I got mine at thirty percent off. Right, Fuck right, you. right. Yeah. yeah. Went to the Home Depot and found <laughs> a better deal. Yeah. You know, sorry you went to Walmart for that. Yeah, but I just flashy these so ads. But, yeah. but that's a good thing or a bad thing with the tracking, I think. You know, I mean, it's good. And it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. It really is. Man. It, it, it really makes things is. work way more efficiently, but they can also way more efficiently control you. And it's, it's scary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It can be. I don't know. Whatever. Well, they're, 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 already, con- they're already controlling us, Michael. Well, the, the, the chip thing I always thought was funny because you're right. The, the phones track us. We don't. They don't need to. In, they don't need to put a chip in us. That's so ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Right. It's juvenile right. to think. We didn't like. need. We didn't need 1984 to happen, the way it said it happened. We said it a million times. We didn't need to put cameras on every street corner and all that kind of shit yeah. like that. Not Film that. We go no. Just give everybody a camera. Yeah. yeah. They will. They will surveillance them motherfucking selves. Exactly. <laughs> they would just do it. Well, the big. But thing you know what? We still. We still. We still live in in as much freedom as you yep. can, yeah. as you. I mean, we still in in this country and most. I mean, Europe and most Australia. I mean, most free free open democratic societies that are out there. We live a quality of life that's incredible. We yeah. really do. You know, I, I mean, we're we're comfortable. We live in we lived in climate controlled places. We have fucking cable. We yep. have, a, we have the entertainment that we have. Water. The 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 amount of money. You know what's wild? We talk about businesses reopening. You go. We all. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm 64, but when I was a kid growing up, going out to dinner was a big fucking deal. Shit, yeah. I mean, like that didn't happen once a week. Nope. It it, it was a big deal to go out to eat. You know, uh, it was a bit. I remember on Sunday after church, it was a what was it? One of the biggest treats was either was either when my my dad or mom would go on the way back from church. We're going by Kentucky Fried oh, Chicken oh. and getting a fucking bucket and uh, that or the crystal. And Crystal used to have them, you know, Crystal's yeah. like White Castle up north. But they, you could get them, you could get, I think you could get a dozen burgers for a fucking dollar back then or <laughs> yeah. something. It was like a nickel a burger. Yeah, it was yeah, insane. Yeah. It was insane. And, and, but to go to the Crystal or could, and, and have that, that was just like, oh my God, yep. we've died and gone to heaven. And, uh, you know, same. going to a movie, but, you know, I ne- we never knew anybody 
any of the, our whole network of family, friends, the neighborhood. We never knew people that regularly went out to nightclubs. Right. And, or, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the guys might have a little local pub that they went to. But, you know, and now it's like if people have to be home for two fucking days, it's yeah, like they lose, they lose their fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. I always you wonder that when you and see like at a bar, you're like, how do like you see like the same guy? Like you'll go there like maybe twice a week, and you'll see the same guy every time. Not the bartender, just a just a regular. Just a patron, and like, how yeah. the fuck do you afford to be here every night after work? I know. I, I don't I know. get it. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. but that's how affluent we become as a society. Yep. That's how, as uh, compared to just, you know, uh, uh, now it's a while back, but you're talking talking about this what the time period i'm talking about was mm-hmm. was the 60s yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. by the 70s that started to change right. you know that was about the time it started to change and that's just the, that's just the affluence of of our societies all over the world mm-hmm. to be able to ha- be able to do those kind of things and live the way we live and we have the conveniences here, that we have are incredible yeah. and and there's more and more of that and why? Because of population growth. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. 7.3 billion people out there buying shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money floating the fuck around. Yeah. And there's and that's just going to get bigger and bigger. So I mean, it. it you know, it, it. The I guess we'll end this with. You know, it ain't gloom and doom. Right. You can look at it as gloom and doom. We're going through a difficult period. Societies have always gone through difficult periods comparatively this probably isn't as difficult as what a lot of societies have gone through right. you know we can get through it we know that we know that we know it's going to end with a vaccine and we know that probably that's a couple of years you know at the most probably so you know hey man we can you know we can hang and i mean i tell you the worst in, what's the worst in scenario for for me as a worst end worst end would be getting the virus and dying or somebody i love getting the virus and dying that'd be worse that'd be the worst fucking Mm -hmm. end scenario Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the economy what if my landlord i said look man we're not going to be able to open for a year and even at that we're going to need some help because it's going to take another year to ramp up and they're going you're out man i mean i can't do that you go okay all right you know and i just you know, whatever, I declare bankruptcy or maybe they just let me bail, you know, or whatever. But but all I'm going to do, I've saved enough money. I can live, you know, I can live and I can go do – me and Pam go do something, get some money coming in. And then as soon as the dust clears, guess what the fuck I'm doing? I'm opening up another motherfucking comedy club. <laughs> right, right. Like immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to go right back to doing what I've been doing, yeah. you know, and so will people – so would anybody who's a really good professional at what they do. Yeah. They're going to go right back to doing what they did mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and, do, and probably do fine. You know, when it, you know, it'll, you know it's just a, just a fucking, you know, stone. It will all work out in the end. I'll also say God, for a God silver God lining. As long as we're alive. As long as we're alive. As long as you're waking up, yeah. might as well, you know. I saw hummingbirds today. <laughs> did you? Oh, did I didn't tell y'all that? No. Oh, I'm in, and that was in my that was in my fireside chat. Okay, guys, <laughs> this is the ending. It's great. 
today. It's a grand yeah. finale. This is it. This is it. This is it. There's nothing after this <laughs> other than if you have a hummingbird story. Hummingbirds, <laughs> you see humming. I love hummingbirds. They're the coolest. They're they one of the are. coolest little they animals, are. right? And up in Tennessee, you see them like crazy. When I go up and stay with our friends in New York, we sit on their back porch uh, in, the, in the morning, and they just come right out, and they're flitting all over the fucking place. And so for years, we tried to – we had hummingbird feeders and all this shit down here. And I was telling somebody – because they'll sell them at the bird store. They'll, they will sell you a fucking hummingbird <laughs> feeder, and there ain't no fucking hummingbirds. Uh, because we're too far south, you know. They're, they're it just in this tropical environment – there's just not a species of hummingbird. And, and there aren't hummingbirds that live in tropical. But for whatever reason. Not here. Yeah. Not here. You just don't get them here. Yeah. And you grew up here. You ever seen yeah. a fucking hummingbird? I don't even know what a hummingbird is. No, okay. no I'm kidding. I know that. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So you don't see them, right? So, um, so years ago, years ago, I was sitting alone on my pool deck in the backyard one af- mid-afternoon. And I look up, and there must be like six or eight hummingbirds flitting around my Holy backyard. Shit. And it's it, like you, your eyes can't – you're trying to figure out if what you're seeing is real. Right. You know, or those are bugs or something. Yeah. And then when you really realize these are hummingbirds, uh, and they were <laughs> – it's like they're, they're there, and then they're just fucking gone. Mm-hmm. It's like a ghost. It's like boom, boom. They're just there, gone. So I checked on it, and I checked on it, and what I got was it was during the fall, and we had had a hurricane that had blown up, in, that had hit like uh, Jacksonville, South Carolina, right. uh, South Georgia, uh, like uh, that, that just the day before. And what they said was most likely it can blow hummingbirds oh, wow. that yeah. wind can blow them further south and that was probably what happened displaced right? them yeah. so it's the only time i'd ever seen them so this morning this morning i get up a little late because i've been staying up later because i they just kind of like everybody goes to bed and i'm like uh this is a cool time to just be with me <laughs> yeah. yeah for a couple of hours and i'll sit and watch some stupid movie till two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and so i slept in and i got up and it was you know 9.30, quarter to 10. My grandson spent the night with us. So Zayden's sitting here with Papa, and, you know, he's he's walking now, so he's right up there. So I <laughs> grab him, I snatch him up, you know. And they hadn't pulled the blinds up. Uh, uh, Pam and her sister Kay's over. They hadn't pulled the blinds up. So I go over to pull up the blinds. And as soon as I pull the blinds up, two hummingbirds wow. sitting right there just me and Zayden and then I'm like oh my god and uh (laughs) then they it went over into my garden they went over into my garden over around this bush and Pam wasn't around but Kay was and I called Kay and by the time we went out the front door they were gone Uh, you know man yeah so here's the deal I go you know generations ago and even in some cultures today that would be an omen Right, something like that would be an omen, mm-hmm. and they would consider, and, and the 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 elders and the wise men would consider that an omen. They would ponder that omen. What does it mean? It's this is highly unusual. It shouldn't have happened, you know. 
And so I was sitting there, we were talking about it, and I was going, well, let's break it down. It was A, beautiful and exciting, totally unexpected, and very rare. Not that it can't happen, but very rare for it to happen here. So I go, that's what we know about what I just saw, okay? So I go, if I'm considering an omen in where I am, in what's going on right now, what I'm dealing with mm -hmm. right now, in that, in that maybe with this whole coronavirus thing, maybe there's something coming up that is gonna be something that is beautiful and exciting and totally unexpected and rarely happens, but it does. Good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey, thank thank you so much, guys, for coming into the the showroom and doing this for us, and uh, and we'll do it again. We'll we we plan on doing this once a week, and uh, and uh, having just a fun chat. And by God, are we the longest? Does anybody run a podcast? We're, we're averaging Rogan. an hour and a half to two hours. Rogan, Rogan does. Rogan goes three hours, yeah. And he's one of the most successful. Yeah. Oh, we're cool. Forty-five we're more minutes, track. man. We're on the right track. <laughs> we're on the we're right track. We're sticking with Joe. <laughs> All right, good. All right. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody.